We've got a very good episode for you today. We are talking about gifting to our children or to our inheritors while we are still living. Um, we get this question all the time in meetings, our strategy meetings with clients, and they say, hey, you know, I've got some extra money. Why don't I just give it to my kid now? Uh, and Or maybe I can help them uh, with a down payment on a house. Or maybe I can buy them a house and have them pay me back rather than paying the bank back, right? All these questions start to come up. And we figured it's it's big enough that we should have an episode around it, really not to discourage it, but to help you understand some of the implications, whether it's tax implications or your financial stability or um, doing it right legally. You know, these are things that you understand before you start to just give away money, uh, uh, even though it feels good. So it's a great episode. Hey, by the way, before we get into the seriousness of it, I we just traveled out of the country and I asked the guy how many kids he had. He goes, hey, man, we don't call them kids here. That's a goat. And, uh, you know, how many children do I have? And I was like, ah, okay, I think it's a goat. Anyway, it's a, it's an animal. Anyway, uh, children, kids, whatever, you know, we're talking about how to help them. And this comes down from, you know, we get talked to this all the time about uh, this topic with our clients. We're trying to help you understand how the dynamics work as well from a tax implication, from a from a legal as well as from a financial. So uh, we hope this is beneficial to you. But before we get into this episode, we have a very quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to Secure Your Retirement Podcast. We are excited to talk to you about a topic that we get asked about quite a bit as we help people with retirement-focused financial planning. And that is around the idea that as people have lived a good retirement they start sometimes thinking, do I want to give money to my children now so I can actually watch them get it and be able to see the joy or see whatever it is that they're going to do with it and not just leave it behind as an inheritance? We've also had the topic, which we're going to tackle today as well. What if I just want to help my child by maybe either giving them some money for a down payment on a house, uh, co-signing for them on a house? Or the other one is maybe I loan them the money and then I charge them a nominal interest rate and they just pay me back on payments. Then, then the loan gets forgiven at my death. So we're going to kind of tackle all of these kind of things to think through. Uh, I just had a client in uh, the other day and that was a topic. She said, you know, I'm thinking about why don't I know my financial plan is sound. I'm kind of thinking about wanting to give some money to my two daughters now just so that I can see them benefit from it. And, and really feel that joy, not just leaving it behind and not being able to experience it. So we're going to talk this through and uh, kind of take us through one one idea at a time. At a time. Uh, so, Merce, if you want to get us started, as and this is just to really give you context, 
This is a thought process. This is not rules based. This is just a thought process. Yeah. So the first thing I think you want to be thinking about is um, what is the actual purpose for the gift? Are you trying to help out a uh, a child because they their their finances aren't where they want, where you want them to be or where they want to be? So you're trying to help out whether that's with you know regular monthly contributions to their daily living or uh, helping them buy a car. Uh, what do you what are you actually doing this for? Because like like Raiden just mentioned, you could structure some things as a loan, or you could just give some money outright to them, depending on what the purpose of the gift is. And is there an intention for the child to be paying it back, right? Understanding that is going to help you structure it, think it through, and also think of the implications as well. Yeah. Another thing to think about here is your own financial stability. This is the conversation I had with a client the other day. Uh, she uh, is in her mid-60s. And she, her financial plan looks great. And so as we talked it through and we were discussing this idea, we ran all the numbers for her and it was no problem for her to gift some money to the kid, to her children. But as we talked through the conversation, what we really came up with is maybe she should wait a little bit longer, maybe until she's in her mid seventies to do this. And the rationale behind it was, is that we got another 10 years, we could really make sure that the financial plan is stable and that, that she's not going to worry because the longer you go, the better we kind of know the, the how we're doing. I mean, because if you think about it, if I give money to the children, I'm not giving it to them with this prerequisite that they got to save it and that if I need it back, they're going to give it back to me. We are gifting it to them, which means it's no longer ours. And so if I put myself in financial jeopardy, because I was trying to do that. Well, that's not good because now I could possibly become a burden to my children or become at least a liability to them. And my whole goal was, is to make sure that, that they were going to, I was going to be able to see the joy behind it. So don't do it too quickly in our opinion, unless you just really know that I've got a certain amount of money that I'm never going to spend. I, it's just completely off the block. All right. The next thing to think through is potential tax implications of, of this gift. So I would break it down to um is there a tax or is there taxes due on actually giving the money and there there could be there could not be one thing to keep note of is every year um there is an annual gift amount that is you can give without reporting reporting on your tax return uh for 2024 that amount is $18,000 per person so if I have three kids, I can give 18000 to each one of those kids if I wanted to without having to report it on my tax return. Once you go above that number, there is a form that you have to fill out to attach with your tax return that now starts to document how much you are gifting over your lifetime because that number will get important if you're going to be leaving behind something more than, say, $13 million. That's the current estate tax exclusion. If you're going to be leaving behind more than that, then you have to start documenting how much you're giving while you're living. And then they're going to add it to how much do you leave behind after you pass. And that's going to have a whole different tax scenario to it if you're above that number. But for most, it's, well, okay, I can give 18000 Is that going to be taxable? So from an estate tax perspective, no. Uh, but from a tax, your personal income tax, now we have to think about what dollars are we actually giving? Are we giving cash that's in the bank? Well, that money's already been taxed, so highly unlikely that that would be taxable uh, to give away, 
right? As long let's just imagine we're staying under the eighteen thousand dollar exclusion. But you, if you don't have the cash in the bank, then you start to look elsewhere, right? And let's just go to the example of you have some stocks, and you say, let me sell some stock to give them $18,000 each. Well, now we are talking about tax implications to you. Even if you're using that money for yourself, you would be paying potentially capital gains tax. And so just because you're giving it away doesn't mean you get to avoid the capital gains tax on yourself. Giving Gifting to family, unfortunately, is not a charity. So you do pay taxes there. If you give money to charity, though, that does have tax advantages. And a lot of times that can be tax-free. But if you're giving to your kids, there are no tax advantages there. So where the money comes from is going to be taxable. Uh, go to an IRA. Maybe all of your assets are in pre-tax type of money like 401k IRA. Any withdrawals that come out of that are going to be fully taxable. So in order for you to get 18000 net, you may have to take out twenty two, twenty five thousand, depending on what your income tax bracket falls into. So tax implications, I think you do want to strongly consider because it's going to affect and while you're living, it's going to affect your taxation more than it's going to affect the person that you're giving to. Uh, and, you know, we are very particular about staying in certain brackets as well as staying away from this Medicare Irma surcharge thing. So you don't want a gift that you gave to come back and surprise you in the following years because you went over a certain over a certain limit and now you're being penalized on that for doing so. All right. I'm going to talk about a, a kind of a couple of things all bundled into one. And it's kind of this idea of around the estate plan and the fam family dynamics, and then what my legacy is, because it's kind of all one big bundle there. And here's the scenario that we have had occur sometimes is let's just pretend I've got two children, makes my math a little bit easier. And one of my children, I want to give them some money now because they need a little bit of help. The other one doesn't need much help right now, so I'm not going to gift them money. Well, the idea is if, if if the one child finds out that I've been gifting $18,000, $20,000 a year to this one child all to help them out, they may go, well, that's not fair at the time of inheritance. And again, this may not get talked about, but sometimes parents and, and, and everything want to make sure that everything is fair. So what you can do is that if you're helping a child in some way, maybe you're, you're gifting money to one but not to the other, and you just are trying to help that one child, is you can keep a tally of it and basically have it in writing that that amount is a part of their inheritance to offset the one child who didn't get anything while you were alive. So that's just something to keep in mind that kind of keeps it fair. So let's go back to some simple math. Let's say I had a million dollar of a state and I gifted 200,000 to one child over a period of years and the other child I didn't give anything to. Well, of that money, 200000 is already going to have been the gift, and then the remaining part is how I would split things up. So just keep that in mind as you're thinking that through, because that is something that gets uh, gets talked about quite a bit. All right, so let's transition to now a more specific type of topic around gifting, which is the question that Raiden had the other day in the meeting was, uh, how can I help assist my child with buying a house, um, whether it's through co-signing, helping with the down payment, coming up with the loan, uh, I think there's a lot of things to consider here. Uh, and so Raiden, why don't you kick us off? Well, <clears throat> I'm going to, I'm going to tackle the one that I don't like the most. Okay. <laughs> and that is the co-signing. So you might think, oh, if I co-sign, I'm helping my child with the, with the, uh, with their credit, maybe if they've got a credit issue, 
The problem with the co-signing is if I'm co-signing just to help them get the house and I don't really want to be financially involved in this situation, you're involved financially, right? So if you co-sign and your child doesn't make the payment, then you're the one they're coming after, right? So you're putting your credit, you're putting your finances on the line in order to do that. Now, if you understand that and you say, hey, even if my child defaults, I will step in and buy this house. And, and I'm not saying that's inappropriate. I'm just saying you got to have that mentality in place and clearly defined in your in your understanding before you co-sign. So to me, co-signing is the least desirable out of all of these situations. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Now you got the other two, which is I loan them money uh, to buy the house and we can talk about that structure or I gift them money. Uh, what's a more common one though that we get is I've got extra money. Um, I could put the money in the bank and let the bank give me interest or I could actually just help my child and give the, or loan them the money, but then I'm going to get that back in payment. So maybe we could talk about those, uh, that scenario there a little bit, Merce. Yeah. And I had, I had another one, which is, uh, they just need help with the down payment. So, and what the client ended up doing, I, well, I figured out, I asked the question of, well, how much are we talking, you know, 50,000, a hundred thousand? They said, oh no, maybe just like 10,000. Once you're below that 18,000 that we've talked about at the annual exclusion and you have the cash available, that's usually going to be the easiest route to go. Uh, just because you you write the check if you've got it, if it's not going to hurt you financially long term, you can write the check. And you know, I could write one to my son, and then also my wife could write one to to our son, right? So there's two gifts they're given to the same person that works just fine. So there's a lot of ways where you can get around just the eighteen thousand dollar amount. Um, now, when it comes to saying a larger number right now, maybe you're loaning a hundred thousand as a, a loan, not a gift right now. You need to structure that properly. I think for sure you would want to have some legal documentation saying this isn't just some family loan, although it's designed that way, there's paperwork involved. There's signatures on both sides, both parties with an agreement that this will be paid back over a certain period of time with a certain amount of interest attached to it on a regular schedule, just like a mortgage or any other loan would be. You want to make that legitimate so that you can avoid uh, the gifting type of uh, uh, gifting type of scenario that can go against your uh, estate tax exclusion. So I think understanding the loan piece of it uh, is important. I think that can be a good way to go if it's really you're just trying to help them get started, but you know they've got good jobs and they've got the ability to pay it back. They just don't maybe have the credit right this moment to leverage themselves as well as 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 expensive as the house is, or maybe they just don't have the down payment saved up, but you know, they've got a good financial future. I think that could be a, a very viable option. You just got to think it through and get the legal part down. Yeah. The one thing on that, uh, is when, it, when you come to, so again, go back to what we're talking about here. We're trying to say, I would, I'd like to give my kids money and I don't want to have to report this as a part of the estate. And maybe even I want it as a little bit of a cash flow back to me. Um, 
you do have to charge a minimum interest rate. And that's something that you want to talk to your tax consultant on, uh, your financial advisor to help you understand. You, you just can't say, hey, I'm going to give you this as a zero interest loan because that now looks like a gift, right? Uh, it is a gift, right? So what you want to do is say, no, I'm going to charge a minimal interest rate. And there is a, a, a calculation on that of how we can do that. But I could charge that interest rate. Now I can say it's interest only. Uh, they don't have to give me back principal. I could just say, you're going to give me the interest every year. And, or I'm going to, I'm going to amortize it over a 30 or 40 year period. I could do that. The other cool part is I could say, Hey, here's a hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to finance it for you. We're going to charge an interest rate. You're going to make payments back to me. But then what I can have in the paperwork that at my death, the remaining part of the loan is forgiven, right? So now it's just an inheritance. So there are ways to structure this where this is not a debt that your kids have to carry on after your death. Uh, but the, there's some advantages there in a couple of different ways. One, you could be getting some income yourself with earning interest on your money. Uh, the second one is it's a little bit easier for your children sometimes, um, especially with current tax rates. I'm, I'm sorry, current interest rates. You might be able to give them a better interest rate because your math is not going to be the same math as a mortgage company would. You're not going to probably charge them closing cost. So there's some savings there that if you have this extra cash and you want to help them in that way, do it. I, one little caveat. Think about what happens if a, if you don't pay the bank. What does the bank do? Well, the bank has that house or property as collateral, and it's legal. So I understand that this is your children, but you still want to merge set it. You want to have the right documentation in place so that if your child does get into some financial trouble, you're able to kind of come in and like help navigate that. And it might mean, hey, we got to sell the property. We've got to we got to fix the situation because you could find your own self in a very bad financial situation, um, and so you want to make sure you work with a, an attorney at least and help you draw up that document. Any other final words there, Merce? I think we can bring it back full circle on what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, which is a step up in basis. So I'll give you a quick example. <clears throat> if let's just say I have two properties, right? Hold I got, on one second, Merce. Uh huh. Yeah. You're, you're talking about last week's episode of Step Up and Basis? No, the, what we were just, just Oh, we doing. talked about Step Up and Basis yeah, here. We right just here. talked about last week of Step Up and Basis, and I got confused. Right. Oh, yeah. So so um, uh, Step Up and Basis, right? That's something to consider is that let's just say I've got property, and I have two properties. I have my own house, and I have a beach house, right? And the kids love the beach house. And I'm I'm considering they want it they want it right and they're it's gonna they're gonna inherit it, but I'm considering well why don't I just give it to them while I'm living, right and gift it to them while I'm living, well you're helping them get a property right which is what we're talking about today but now you're gifting them outright, and the while you think it may be a great idea at the beginning because now it's off your books right it's not anything that you have to worry about any longer the maintenance or anything like that. But if it's highly appreciated property, we are giving up something very valuable, which is that step up in basis that we talked about in that in that podcast episode. So uh, you don't want to ignore that while gifting is it can feel really good and it can be uh, something that is very fulfilling. We also want to think about all of the different implications when it comes to gifting or transferring uh, or or loaning uh, to our family. So just wanted to bring that uh, up to speed. All right. We've talked about a lot. If you have any questions on this topic and you'd like to chat with us, go to the website, pomwealth.net, top right-hand corner, click on schedule call. 
we would love to be able to have a conversation with you around this topic. We actually have software that helps us build this out, lets you see the impact of it to your overall personal financial plan. Uh, so feel free to do that. There's also a blog written on this very topic as well, pomwealth.net. Go to the blog page. We hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you again next Monday. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.